is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Nation podcast. Now, y'all, last week was interesting. Shantice and I, for the first time, we got to watch the game together in a little while. So we got to have like a live. We should have gone live, actually. That's probably dumb of us to, to not do. We were in a Buffalo Wild Wings, though. So regardless, yeah. though, you know, it was fun to get to watch the game together because it's just like doing this podcast and definitely gave us a lot of content this last game. Uh, I'll let, I'll let y'all go from there. Uh, you know, it was uh, nothing that I didn't expect. Uh, I, I, I won't lie. I can't say I'm surprised by anything that I saw. I mean, it was it was fun. I, it actually made it a lot easier to deal with the loss, knowing that I was I was we, we were in person. So I I didn't have to you know just deal with the the, the texting back and forth. It, it was fun to watch this, this this shit show happen live and watch how bad it got and how we stayed in the game even though we probably should have gotten blown out by at least three touchdowns. So you know, I mean, it was I mean. Uh, Again, I wasn't upset. I can't really be upset because we kind of we are what, what what I thought we were heading into the season. I, yeah, I mean, I, listen, um, they keep talking about the identity of this football team, and what I walked away from uh, on Sunday was this football team is a good football team, and I'm sure we'll expand on it. And this is my statement: this is a good football team with good players and horrible coaching. Into the end of story. And, and here's where the entire, as you said, crap show in terms of coaching, it really came to light in the last two minutes of the first half. If you want to know how bad your coaching staff is, and it goes back, Shanti, you know, you keep talking about Teddy and, and, and we talk about what Teddy said about the two minute drills and stuff like that. And Jack, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, on, I'm off the Darnold train right now. Listen, you can't tell from the shirt I'm wearing a Teddy Bridwater shirt. When when you when 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 you have NFL players, NFL players who don't know where to line up, and you take a timeout, and then you take a second timeout, which you're not allowed to do, and you as an NFL professional football player don't know where to line up, and you can't take two timeouts, and then I think if I'm correct, guys, there was a penalty after the two timeouts. Yeah. For like a false start, a whole it's a, stop it. So to me, you got three college coaches who are now looking like three college coaches. Matt Rule is eight and whatever he is now, eight and fifteen or something as the head coach. It's something like that. I don't know. Um, I, I I'm done. I you, you, we we looked at the schedule and we go the next three games, next four. Listen, there is no easy game left for the Carolina Panthers. Nope. Like like if you lose to the Giants, uh, well, listen, let listen, but I mean. The Gi- I, I, I know I, you say, are we going to lose to the Giants? I mean, it, I, I don't, I, wait, let me, can I just rant one more thing too? When it comes to, and, and, and Steve Smith brought it up on radio and I heard Steve talk the other day and you guys can answer my question here. We've talked about Joe Brady and everybody's like, well, LSU, maybe they'll bring him back. Maybe we can get him back or whatever like that. Well, if fine, let him go. But here's what you got to start doing. When you watch the Carolina Panthers, they haven't changed anything in terms of scheme on offense, with it, it, it's it, you can't scheme a Carolina Panthers offense that had CMC and expect Hubbard to run those plays. You've got to start scheming for the people that you have. If Hubbard can run here better than CMC, then scheme it to go that away. You know what I'm getting at? And and so I'll let you guys expand on that. Like to me, the coaching, I'm done. I, I just I'm done. You you got to you got to figure it out. Well, you go, you go, Shandies. I mean, I mean, I'm saying I, I'm just thinking about the things that Matt Rule said in in, in the in, in, in post game and, uh, and and days after, you know, 
we got to find our identity identity without CMC, as if you had CMC last year. He played three games for you last year. That's you had, the... you had, you had 13 games to figure that out then. Now, I've been saying for quite some time that any team built around a running back like a CMC, it really, really, really in general, you, they don't work. They Derrick Henry is the anomaly that you know, you can you can hand it off to 30 times and that sideboard just ain't gonna just, just ain't gonna stop running. I mean, it, it is what it is, but that's a, that's an anomaly. More times than not, you're building around a running back. Hey, look, if you, if you I mean, I, I can't understand getting two quarterbacks that you that, that we both understand can't elevate talent. So, 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 you, so you're leaning on the fact that the talent around him is gonna, is gonna have to help help elevate him, which in no situation that I've ever seen has a team won a Super Bowl where where the talent around the quarterback is what elevated him, and the quarterback never elevates the talent. So, I mean, you, this team is just built. This, this team is just built wrong. It is it, it, is built. It, the foundation of the team is, is just built on on rocky ground, and that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing as soon as something gets gets shaken a little bit, the foundation the the foundation is caving in. So we. I just can't – I'm just not surprised by anything we're seeing right now. And that's the problem. Like, I mean, because look at that game. I mean, yeah, first, I mean, first play, I'm like, Sam, what are you doing? That ball should have never have been thrown. You had – it's not like it was ever – it's not like every other pick he's thrown, you know, he's been getting chased down. He had a good 16 seconds in the pocket and still made that throw and, and threw that pick. But then you go through the game – Robbie can't catch anything. DJ can't catch anything. Nobody, and I'm like, okay, like Sam's somewhat making these plays. And Sam, you know, whether you say it's in the coaching or you say it's on Sam, like they put together a two-minute drive. And once you get to the – I mean, by the time you get to overtime, I'm not putting a Dalvin Cook touchdown. I'm not – I mean, yeah, you should try to – you should stop a touchdown. But I'm not going to sit here and say that after playing a full four quarters of football that if I had an NFL body, I would be able to stop Dalvin Cook from being Dalvin Cook as well as Adam Thielen – and Justin Jefferson, like that, we've talked about that bend and not breaking. Like it's just, it's like you. That's what separates the good defenses from the bad. That's what separates, you know, the established defenses from the young guys. And so there are some guys I have concerns about, or not that I have concerns about that I'm concerned for. Just like I want them to be able to do well. Chuba's was one of them. I think finally, finally, we found like he's not a Fozzie. This isn't a Fozzie. This isn't a cap. This isn't just a receiving, you know halfback screen running back. This is a guy we can put in when McCaffrey doesn't need to be in and they can be a nice one-two punch from what I've seen from Chuba. You cannot run, like Jeff said, you cannot run these sweep passes, these, you know, the the the, the halfback angles. That's not going to work with Chuba. We've shown he, he ain't got the hands for it. It doesn't mean he can't try to improve and get better hands, but you don't like, and it's not, and I'm not saying it like, okay, yeah, it's like screw you McCaffrey because you got hurt, you know, you're putting this bat on Chubba. Like that's not or Chuba, That's not that's not what I'm saying. When they're both healthy, hopefully they can, you know, do that because I mean they weren't doing it week one and two. And then the Thursday night game, I'm I mean, again, Thursday night football should not just not exist. Um no. well, and let me let me let me jump in, let me jump in here for a minute, Jack, too. You know, the, the gist is um <clears throat> Matt Rule, one of the specific things he said after the game was we have to run the football. We have to run the football, then run it. Stop running 16 times. And, and it just hey, becomes – when you – go ahead, Chantese. Uh, well, just to put in, they're ninth in rushing attempts. They're ninth in the league in rushing attempts. So they are running the ball. They're just not effective. They're averaging 3.9 yards a carry. That's really? the biggest difference. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're top 10 in rushing attempts. So since saw, we are saw, running the ball. Yeah, on Sunday we ran 16 times. Yeah, see, now that, that – well, well, I mean, that's what happens when you go, you know, five – you're going five to 18, you're going three and outs. So now you have to pass the ball. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're behind I the sticks it. a lot. So, 
But I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't know. My apologies. Yeah, I had no idea that they were ninth in rush attempts. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just weird. We're just not effective. It, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to be effective behind that offensive line, which you pay for. You pay for that offensive line. You pay for Cam Irvin to be there. You pay for Pat F. Line to be there, even though he's not playing. You went cheap on the offensive line, and you thought that we could, you could, you could somehow, because these guys were former first round picks. Even though, they, even though being a first round pick doesn't matter after about two seasons, you are what you are at that point in your career. Yeah, and and that's my problem is that just like like we talked about the identity, um, the identity is an issue for me. Because we don't know who we are. And, like, especially on defense, this positionless identity that we've been bolstering so much. And, oh, we can, you know, we can throw these guys around, put them in different positions, then it's going to work. We've clearly seen that if all 11 guys are not healthy or doing your job, that positionless defense does not work. There are major holes. I wasn't expecting our defensive backs to be able to hold up against Jefferson and against Thielen. I did not think that was going to happen, whether they were healthy or not. But, I mean, Shaq being out carried a big weight this week. And, like I said, I mean, you can see it just in, in every facet of it. Like, you need to have all 11 guys doing their job and doing it well and being healthy. Or you or you have to have that depth and that coaching abil- and that coachability. Phil Snow, we've said, you know, he's the more, the, the more well-equipped coach out of the all of them. And, I mean, like I said, the Vikings game, I mean – it's hard to I, – I know Rule can do it, but it's hard to critique the defense when we see such problems with the offense because you think, okay, yeah. if your defense didn't have to be on the, on the field every five minutes, then maybe, you know, they would, they would be able to hold out a little bit longer. But they aren't, and they don't. One guy I'm worried about, honestly, and I, it's not that I'm worried about – like I think something's up with this head. I'm worried about Burns. I really am because, like, it's not. I don't. I, I don't know if it's anything in particular right now, but we've seen it in years past with Rivera. First year, it was it was a play. It was a playtime thing. Last year, it's not that he was bad. He just started to. He just he, he just started not to show up as much, and it wasn't that other people were showing out. It's just he wasn't. You know, his impact was harder to be. It was it was harder to find. And I don't know about you, but that 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 game this last week, he looked frustrated. That, that that's my question is, you know, he's been non-existent the last two weeks in a nutshell, really. I mean, you know, in terms of that, at which point, I mean, and, and you see it, I guess, in, in these team sports, sometimes the offense defense, there are times where I know that the defense just is like, what is the offense doing? At what point do you finally get tired and go, man, you know, I'm, you know, I'm getting paid millions of dollars. My body's getting beat up or whatever. Do I take a play off? Do I not take a play? And I don't know that that's Burns doing that, but, what point so. do you kind? Of, what point do you kind of lose some speed when you get frustrated? And and I'd love to. You're, I mean, you're a professional, and you should go 100 all the time. But I've seen NFL players take plays off. I don't know. I, I just I, it, I I don't I don't know. With, with Burns, you know, because of those, those speed rusher types, he's it, Burns to me has never learned how to how to just slow it down just a tad bit. He plays at 100 miles per hour every time, and if you see how he misses sacks, it's always overrated. He always he's always getting put he's always getting washed out of the play because he's he, he's beat he's either beat he's beating this guy so quickly that he's there but he just can't finish the the, the sack he missed against Kirk Cousins one of the one of those where hey slow it down just a tad bit you you you're already there but you gotta choke it down and and, 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 and choke it down line him up and make and just make and just make the play there yeah, he he's so 
100 miles per hour every every time. And a lot of things that happen with speed rushes like that, they tend to take themselves out of place more so than teams take them out of place. Against Philadelphia, I will say that they try to they, they try to kind of use them in a spiral just because Jalen Hurts does, does have running ability. So, try, so, so, so I, I guess the plan there would have been to corral Jalen Hurts in the pocket, make him throw, make, make him throw from, from within the pocket. And for the majority of the game, that did work. I mean, I, I mean, a, a, a block punt turned into a touchdown, kind of, kind of switched, kind of, you know, changed up everything there. But, and it, but against the Vikings, you were out there for eighty-four plays. Uh, and and with his and with his and with how bad Sam Darnold started the game out, it was going to be tough to try to recover. I mean, you think about how think about how Sam Darnold played, how well he played down the stretch. Yeah, that was great. But the your defense has been out there for so much that I, and I'm not giving them an excuse because you still have to you, you you still get paid to make stops either way it goes. Whether it, whether you've been out there for 80 plays or 50 plays, they're gaps. And so I, I you know I, I mean it's just. A lot of the issues with, with this defense come stem from the offense being in, ineffective. But again, there are things that, that Brian Burr is going to have to learn how to do to, in order to be a, be an elite pass rusher. He's an elite talent, but right now that's all he is. Yeah, and I just, I mean, I just think like, yeah, I mean, if I'm looking, if I, if I'm thinking in in, in in Dante's perspective, if I'm thinking in Jeremy's perspective, or or, or Burns, or you know, Derek Brown, like. They were supposed to be like they were the underdogs. Everyone was like, "Oh, they just drafted seven defensive players in the draft. They got a bunch of young guys. What is this defense going to be able to do?" A new head coordinator, you know, a new defensive coordinator. Their oldest, their oldest player, is been in the league seven years. Like they were supposed to be the question, the question mark. Like the offense that we had on the side of the town, we had an offense: McCaffrey, Teddy, Robbie, or excuse me, Teddy. Robbie, DJ, like these are the these are the firecrackers. These are the guys. Okay, we know what we got out of them, and to see that like they're just and to see it not coming together. I the I, I got to mention they got to be getting pissed. They got to be getting pissed. I, you know, I I just wonder what the what the psyche is about Sam Darnold from the front office because I I heard about the thing they said by Teddy Bridgewater that they realized pretty early on that he wasn't going to be the guy to move to move forward with. Well, what if well, what have you seen from Sam Darnold to make you believe that he's the guy to move forward? Now, here's the thing: we're stuck with Sam Darnold for another year at least because he put up the, put up the fifth year option, and Matt Rule won't will not be here for another for another quarterback change. The next quarterback change that happens will be under a new head coach. He won't get three chances to figure out the quarterback. Right? It's just it's just it, I've rarely seen that happen. I couldn't imagine that Tepper's gonna gotta give him a third chance to figure out the quarterback. The QB position, he's gonna have to figure out it. He's gonna have to figure it out with this current quarterback and hope he can put together a playoff squad. You know, com- coming up in the future. You know, uh, it, uh, I think that the clock is already ticking on Sam, and I think it's kind of the snowball effect right now. I think the ghosts are there. It's gonna just start. You know, the more I, I to me, I don't know if you guys saw. I thought he was a little timid on a couple of his passes. No, absolutely. He didn't fire it with authority, and he's and when you start doing that, you're thinking. When you when you start doing that, you're you're thinking, and when you start thinking, you're 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 done. You're you're yeah. you're done. Um, you know, I watched, you know, um, Tannehill last night didn't have the best first half. Second half though, man, when he fires that ball, he fires that daggone ball. Um, and and I just don't get that from Darnold right now. And I think the gist is there's so much baggage, there's so much crap that just the littlest mistake with him seems to blow up. And whether Rule and Joe Brady – listen, 
you're this owner, this owner's not going to, and I, I know they kind of brought him in and stuff like that. I just think that, and let's be real, Carolina as a market is a very wishy-washy, you guys know, we got a very wishy-washy fan base. And it will sure. be, you get two more games like this or whatever, guess what? B of A, the bank won't, I mean, you'll have 10,000 fans in the stands and that's it. Um, and so how long with building the new, you know, the new uh, headquarters and stuff? I, I, I how just, long do you keep going with with just with, with bad football? You know, I mean you we I mean Jack mean Jack mean you have seen it all over Twitter how, how fans are you know the you know certain fans of a certain group I won't say the name because I don't want to piss anybody off but they they're upset because fans are selling off tickets. I'm like, you know, you you do understand this and and the one thing I've seen from a lot of people that, that I know is that you know they 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 they're just saying this like this Panthers team is only like 25 years old, like 25, 26 years old in, in our reality of playing football this is not an established fan base you haven't won consistently enough to be an established fan base i like I, unlike a baltimore who since their inception have been consistent contenders and winners they have they have a base of fans that, that they're going to follow carolina your playoff one year five-year drought playoff again five-year drought is not consistent enough to, to, to garner a true fan base is going to stick stick with you through thick and thin and when you have nobody there to see there's no cam there's no Luke. Chris is not playing. There's no one there for me to say, yeah, I want to go see this guy. I mean, I know for me personally, the only guy I actually want to go see is a six-round pick. I mean, I, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, hey, like, and he got his touches. He got his hey, touches. He, he did get his touches, but the only reason I want to see him is because he's from the crib. That's the only reason I want to see him. Aside from that, I love DJ and all those other guys. I don't have no reason. They, they don't. Wow me to the point where like, there's not there's not Steve Smith out there that I would that I have that I have to go see. Like, I can watch this from the crib and be perfectly fine. You bring and you bring you bring up a good point when you talk about fans and stuff like that. And I'll go back to last night. There was forty seven thousand Buffalo Bills fans at that game last night with the Titans. Well, okay, the Bills are also an anomaly. Their fans. Well, are but but what I'm saying is what I'm saying though is Tennessee's kind of in that same realm. I mean, let's be real. I mean, they've had some good stuff, some bad stuff. People go to Nashville. To go to Nashville. I mean, you we've been there. You know what I'm getting at? You gonna go watch a football game? Where am I going? I'm gonna go to Nashville, man. Well, at least I am. You know, I mean, it's it's like I'm going down. It's a great it's a, city. It's yeah. a great city. Yeah. But they haven't done. I mean, you know, they are. I listen. I can get on Twitter right now and like, you know, even though we won, it was that realm of going. Oh my God, are the you fans really? Are it, you really? You're, you're right. Because the bases are so small. I mean, I mean, these are nice. Nashville and Charlotte are nice southern cities. We appreciate right. them. We we understand how nice they are, but they're not. The, the teams in, in exactly the team. You're not these are the teams in this You're market. Not exactly, we're, we're not established. These aren't established sports towns. No, and, and and that's why like, but they want to be. They want to be really really badly, and you see sure. that, in your, and you see that in your fan base, and also the type of fa- fan base. I mean, you know, like you look at hockey. I mean, Canes fans and Preds fans are insanely more more loyal than you get a football fan. Be they don't. It doesn't matter if you've been successful for the Canes. They were they had a ten year gap between ever being you know successful at all from when they won the Stanley Cup to then finally making the playoffs. Same with the Preds. The Preds make the playoffs consistently, but then crap out consistently. But you see those stadiums are packed every and that's like three nights a week sometimes, and it's packed every week. But it's just like you want to be a sports town, and we want it to be so bad. And I'm afraid Tepper, though, I'm afraid in doing in this laying this foundation in Rock Hill and what he's been doing, I'm afraid he's losing sight of the actual of, of football. And Because, I mean, like we talk about how t- patient Tepper's going to be. He's been fairly damn patient. 
I think so. I mean, he, I overly patient for the most part. Like we, well, there's a difference between um, looking, being optimistic about the future. Okay. Like last year, you know, and I'm like, okay, we got the new coaching staff, see, you know, blah, blah, blah. And CMC goes out and you don't get it. There's like this, there's this tunnel vision of optimism, but as you slowly whittle away at that, you know, the owner is going to sit back here and go, okay, the bank ain't full. People aren't coming to training camp. I mean, he's a businessman. And it it just becomes this. And here's what I want to ask you guys. CMC's out for three weeks now Mm -hmm. because he's on IR. How much excitement is he really going to add to this team? And and I want to be, you know, and I'm being honest. I'm at this point of going, is it going to be so far down the crapper in terms of Sam Darnold and his, his optimism and his belief in the, like, I, I mean, or they talked about it here yesterday in Charlotte, all over radio. Get rid of him. Get you know, go trade him. Go get yourself some old linemen and and start you know, and let's just you know. But then the question is, who's going? You've played you've played five games in the last two seasons. Who's going to want him? Hey, is the when I suggested we trade him last year, nobody. Nobody was really ready to say like, oh yeah, you got you know, McCaffrey, got McCaffrey's got to go. I mean, you you got to be able to flip something for that. Paying a running back that type of money was just wrong. You know, paying a guy that, that you, you you don't pay that position like that. Like you know, what I'm saying like Derrick Henry didn't even get that kind of bag. Right. He deserve he deserves that kind of bag because he's he's at least been healthy over his tenure. I'm time throughout throughout his contract. I mean, I'm looking not, at the knock on wood, not not knock on wood. Yeah, I, yeah. I, <laughs> Exactly. So I mean, I mean, but I'm looking at the, the Panthers schedule with Giants and the Falcons. What McCaffrey would, would be available either for the Patriots game or the Car- or the Cardinals game. I mean, it, I mean, look, every game on the schedule is quote unquote winnable, but to what extent with this current roster, I don't know. I, I am putting McCaffrey against the Cardinals. I can tell you that right now because JJ Watt is going to break him. Okay, but back up. Uh, listen. Look at what the D did. Look at what um, the Patriots D did. To, I mean, Zeke did nothing. Yeah. No. I mean, no. that's still Bill Belichick over there coaching defense. So I mean, it's still a tough group. Yo, no. Listen, the Patriots D is for real. And like, and look, so like I said, but yeah, you're right. Do you want to go against, you know, JJ Watt? I mean, wh- where do you, you know, and and it, and it just becomes this too. Um, and we could talk about this way down the road or whatever. Just you know. Is, is CMC not really the, the workload and all that other stuff? Where does he get these soft tissue injuries? They had a great conversation about on the radio the other day where he's so muscular and there's no body fat that that puts a strain on the body in terms of he is so cut. It's like it doesn't take a lot for something to happen. I, I don't I'm, know. I'm going to lay the conspiracy down right here. It's our health staff. Look – the 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 lead, the athletic director for athletic, or the director for athletic of athletic training for Washington is under investigation by the FBI. Where did he spend ten years in Carolina establishing that health department and that health staff? Look, I'm not, I mean I'm not trying to come for anybody's jobs here, but Cam injured, never fully recovers. Greg injured, breaks the same foot twice in two years. I mean, McCaffrey, Jonathan Stewart, like the list continues on. Look, Keegan, his concussions, like the list continues. It goes like Keegan's never the first, was not the first person to have three concussions, you know, in, in, in a tenure or however many concussions in a tenure, but something 
gave him a scare so bad. He was just like, I don't need to do it anymore. I'm just saying, what are they, what are they, what are they doing back there? And I think it's getting to the point too, where CMC's like, listen, they say I'm healthy. I'm not, I'm not playing. And that's what I'm, I'm not concerned playing. about. Cause they said it about Cam in preseason and look what happened. They said Cam was healthy. They said he was fine. And of course it wasn't the same thing that got injured, but clearly his body was not healthy. Well, it's the fact that they when 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 McCaffrey started back practicing a week after it happened, I'm like, there's that's no not, way. No, a, ham, a hamstring takes you a month, and that's just irregardless. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who you are or how bulked up you are. It's that's gonna take you a month because you got to think about getting the strength back into into that into that ligament. You got you got to get it healed and get the strength back. That's that takes that's that's gonna take a month until practicing at, at any capacity. To me, should have should have been out of the question. There should have been no reason why he should have been practicing. There should have been no reason. There should have been nothing but rehab. I mean, we did well, and see, I I, I got a question there rehab too because you look Cam coming in after the shoulder injury, after all the surgeries, all that comes in for the Patriots game. It's a different part of his body injured. McCaffrey comes in after the hamstring. It's a different part of his body injured. Is the rehab? I mean, like, what's happening in this rehab session? I'm not saying they're doing anything maliciously, but like, are they doing all that they could be? Why are these players coming back and quickly getting injured again in the same in different spots? You know, yeah, I mean, it, I'm not I'm not a doctor, and my mom might run down here and yell at me and say that's not how medicine works. But like, I just it's 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 too routine. It's too routine for my liking. Well, too much know, of a pattern here. The gist is though, too, as a as a businessman, you got to get your players on the field. I mean, that's why people come to the game. Yeah, but and, and but 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 think about it this too. Think about it this year too. Here's what's really starting to get interesting as you watch you know, the running backs and stuff like that. How many of them are healthy? I, I mean, I, you know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. They've all, I mean, like, it, it's it's just, Aaron. it's weird. It is just, that's why I keep knocking a wood every time. Um, But I'm like, it's just a weird situation. I don't know, like. And you just have to be smart about it. You just have to be smart about it because, like, it's like, if you're, if you're, car, if there was something wrong with the brake pads in your car and then, they told you, yeah, you know, we need to get it fixed. It's going to take a month. You wouldn't start driving it in three weeks. Like, it's not going to – or if they said, yeah, your brake pads are fixed. We fixed your brake pads, but the belt's kind of messed up. You would wait for them to fix the belt. You wouldn't send them back out there knowing full damn well. You wouldn't drive that car knowing full damn well that there's something wrong with it. Like, it's – I understand it's an emergency. But also, like – and that's where I still keep getting confused with the sense of emergency. Like, yes, best case scenario, we get a seventh card wild spot. And we're playing the Cowboys. Do you really think we have a, a fair? I mean, if we've gotten to the playoffs at that point, there, there's always a chance. But it's like, even if we beat the Cowboys, do you think we really have a down to earth chance to make the Super Bowl? If no, if if the answer is no, then what is the rush to put McCaffrey in? If you, yeah, paid well, it, I understand you want to pay. You want the people that you've paid to play. Well, I like, it's a lot. There, there's an incentive for that. For some people's jobs, Matt Rule's got to get to a point where we got to at least get close. Ooh, I, I, I knew we didn't. Playoffs were, were not the goal this year for this team anyway. I picked this at seven and ten for a reason. I, I knew the playoffs. We we we'll be on the outside looking in. I didn't think we start off three and zero though. Start off three and zero kind of muddied my view of what this team was. Oh and, yeah. And, and and after a month of winning football games, I don't care how objective you are, you're gonna get excited. You're gonna you're gonna think that. Oh, maybe we could pull this off until you run into reality, which was Dallas. Then you think, okay, but even after Dallas, 
Philadelphia is a very winnable game. We should have won that game. Let it, let it the entire way until the end. You blow that. Minnesota, I figured we would probably lose that game. We, actually, you know, we lost that game in a in a very weird fashion because we we didn't play well for at really at any point of the game. Can I really say we played particularly well and we still had a chance? So I mean, it's just it's just been very weird. I mean, I, the patient the patience level is like this. Rules got another year, three years of not making the playoffs, and you're and, and, and you're cooked. It's that's just it. And in I a nutshell. I, I just – and I, it stems back to, like, a college coach trying to come in and cultivate talent. Like, like he doesn't have to develop talent. He can just wait. It'll go – he can just get the raw power there in four years. Boom, it'll be gone. The next person will come in and take its place and it'd be either just as fast or just as crafty. Like, rule does not have to focus on that stuff. And that's what we – I like, the things that still have the bad taste in my mouth from the Vikings team. Like, Sam, he made it up a little bit. Robbie made it up a little bit. He made, you know, made that catch in the end zone. He actually, you know, and DJ was doing well. I do think Robbie put a, a bit of a target on his back. And I think, you know, with the, with the way he, you know, in those press, I don't think he's anything wrong in the press conferences or on the sideline at all. But if you're no, going to say that stuff, you can't go and drop six yeah, out of your it's, ten. It's a horrible topic. Couldn't have picked a worse time to have your worst game. You know, like it, uh, it's just, it's, it doesn't look good. So, I mean, yeah, the rest I got to put, like, I don't think rule had anything to do with that win. I think he did stuff. I think we won in spite of some of the things Rule did. We talked about the timeouts. We talked about the time management. I mean, we. I mean, hell, we wouldn't even have been in overtime had their kicker drilled the extra point, drilled the field goal, and also we wouldn't even have been in the game if it wasn't for one special teams block. Which I mean, yeah, yeah. props to Chase Blackburn. Chase Blackburn. Guess he's been running those drills a lot more in practice for punt block because that's what you know. Another situation where we're back there, but. Well, you know, and the question comes to you know you guys and you guys have mentioned it. Listen, you go three and zero, everything's kind of rose colored glasses and stuff like that. But even then, we were questioning the coaching. We, we yeah. were questioning the coaching. Now yes. it's just full blown. Okay, and because roll it back. I mean, let's, let's be honest here. If the Saints don't come out and beat Green Bay the way they did Week One, and they either lose to Green Bay or just play my, I mean. Like I don't think the rose color, the glasses would have been that rose color, you know. Those get like that. I mean, because we knew the. I mean, we we were pissed about the Jets game. We were like, we should have been winning that and a lot more. And the Texans, we were. I mean, you know, we should. We knew we were supposed to win that too. The Saints game was the only one. And even then, it was like, okay, we're still wondering what their identity is. But then when we saw them kick the crap out of Green Bay, and then we beat them, we're like, oh, okay, so we're real. We beat the Saints who beat Green Bay. Like you know, it's like the. It's like saying in college football, you know, South Carolina beat Vandy. Well, Vandy, Vandy beat this team. That team beat that team. That team beat Bama. So, in reality, we beat Bama. You know, it's like I think that definitely the, – the way the Saints played their first game definitely threw a lot of it off off the rails. Because we were, yeah. already, we were already upset week one with Coach. Exactly. It, 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 it definitely threw everything off the rails because, like, like you said, we, we all – we were – I mean, you laid it out perfectly. We we knew what we were after week one. We were like, eh, not not sad, not happy with that. Week two definitely was a game that did it for us for a lot of people, myself included. Made me believe a little bit more. Like, okay, be the Sean Payton team that beat that beat up on Green Bay, handled handled Houston even after McCaffrey went out. You handled Houston well, and even for the first half of the Dallas game, hey, you looked like a team. Then you you, you were up fourteen to thirteen. Should have been even more. Had a couple calls going your way. You got, I mean, you, you you could have even had a bigger lead then. Then after that, that that second half of that Dallas game, it, it hasn't been the same since. That third quarter of that Dallas game has changed the entire season, and we've not looked like a team that's been competitive 
ever since. I mean, it's, it, right now, it's something it's, it looks bad, it looks wrong, and it's off of the line. Not going to get any better throughout the course of the year. So that's why I'm like, I'm not even, you know, excited to watch the rest of these football games because I mean, if they, this off of the line will not improve from week to week. I mean, they may have a game where they may be sustainable, but they're not. But it's not going to be a sustainable. It's not going to be a sustainable performance for for at least eleven more weeks. Yeah, I, I it's just. I don't see it happening now. And Jeff, I think this is something that we've lost. And, and I look back on the team, you know, even into the last, you know, six, seven years or so, or the last decade, basically, like the, it, it seems like we've gotten this, we've gotten this pattern. Shanti's just mentioned it, the Cowboys, you, they never recover. You look back, you know, I mean, look back 20, 2018 or 2019, excuse me. We were on, you know, not we weren't blowing things out of the bank. We were what, I think like four and two with an easy schedule. And then we hit San Francisco, got destroyed by San Francisco and could never recover. A few, few years before that, Cam obviously, you know, goes down against the Steelers. We never recover. Even in even in the Super Bowl, you know, we have a few plays, don't go away. Mike Tolbert fumbles the ball. We can never recover. Like we haven't had like the essence of the cardiac cats. Sure, we've come back in some late games, but we haven't had the essence of the cardiac cats since then. Cam was it Cam and Keekley could carry it a little bit, but back when it was Delome and Smitty and Pep, the whole team had that fight, had that okay, we're not gonna give up. And seeing I don't know if it's like a give up thing. I mean, I saw flashes of it this last week, but I mean it's just a question of the character of the team. It seems like they, you know, get in their own they they can't pull themselves out of a dark place. And that boils back down to to me. That boils back down to the man in charge, Matt Rule. But even with Rivera, we start, I mean, we had it a bit more, but you know, there were still areas where I mean, and maybe Rule was, you know, I mean, maybe Rivera was, you know, maybe mentally out the door a little bit quicker than than we thought. But oh, I, I think neither coach has been great situationally. I can point. I can no. pinpoint a lot. I can pinpoint a lot of situations where Rivera botched a lot of things, with Tomas included. Um, he just he just con- won con- over management. people with the. He just won over people with the fourth, fourth with the fourth and fourth down conversions. The Rubo yeah, Ron. Rubo yeah, Ron. Cam bought it. Cam bought Rivera a lot of time. I, I, I think people gotta really be realistic about why Rivera kept that job as long as he did. Because in Washington right now, he's not keeping that job much longer if he can't figure out the court, the quarterback position. But again, he's got some but same issues that, that Matt Rule's having here in Carolina. Matt Rule, on the other hand, I mean, already being a young guy, a, a, a young coach in, in terms of NFL experience, being bad with clock management. Not improving in year two. I'm looking at the same issues. Nobody believes in this coaching staff. Like I, I, I don't think I'm, there's not a soul. Even the most optimistic Panther fans are having their doubts about this current staff. I, I mean, there's just, no reason. I mean, we have more. We almost have more NFL experience than they do with zero years of coaching experience. That's well, how. Yeah. Listen, it's still still the third quarter is a horrible quarter. For, it's still a horrible quarter. Third quarter. And it just is like I remember though I do remember seeing some things of Ron in the locker room at halftime. After seeing him on the sideline, seeing the locker room going, "Wait a minute, is that the same guy?" Like you know, no, I mean, he Ron, would, like Ron would go off the deep end. And I just get this picture of Matt Rule pulling everybody together, singing "Kumbaya." You know, I'm getting it. it there's just there doesn't seem to be this kind of like fire. Kind of like deflated, he's a deflated car salesman. Like it, that's it, what it, the vibe he gives me. It's just like, yeah, okay. And and now the realm of, you know, I, I, I listen, I, if they go, I, I think if they go seven and 10, I think rules done. I think he's gone. And, and it think, just becomes, you've got to go get, 
the, the guys who are successful in the NFL right now have coaches that have NFL experience that have played and have been there for 20 and 30 years and done this stuff. That's what I mean. There's a there's a, supposed to be a hierarchy for this thing. You work your way through the ranks. Yes, sometimes you do have to start out in college, but you don't go from college coach straight to head coach. You go from college head coach to positional coach or to maybe a coordinator position. You go. You don't go like the straight to head coach beat. We've seen it. I mean, name me a few times when it's worked. No, I mean, like, listen, I can't. You're talking. You're talking. You're talking. Guys, you know, you're talking to the Steve Spurriers and all these other guys. It didn't work. No, Nick Saban. If Nick, Nick Saban, Saban could not make right. it work, right. what makes you think that you could make it work? Right. It's it, you know, it's crazy enough. The, crazy enough. The guy that's making it work right now, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. He's the he's the one guy, but he's the but it's 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 weird. It's kind of like it's kind of like that 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 dynamic where you have college players who didn't pop in college, but somehow popped in popped in the NFL. Kingsbury wasn't great at Texas Tech. I watched those teams. They were five and seven. Threw for a lot of yards. Scored a lot of touchdowns. Bit twelve football, but. He didn't do anything spectacular. I couldn't understand how he got the job, but I will say this, though. He has developed Kyler Murray through the years. Kyler Murray has gotten better each year. That team has improved each year. And now you're looking at them, they're 6-0. Matt Rule, on the the other hand, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing of the biggest difference between Cliff and Matt Rule. We know what Cliff Kingsbury does well. He coaches offense. That's what he does. And his offense right now looks like he coaches offense. Matt Rule, on, on the other hand, we still have – we've been saying this for weeks. What does Matt Rule do well? at co- In college, he was a player developer and a program builder. What the hell does that translate to in the NFL? Exactly. And, and, and looking back at him, like, an, an average football team. Uh, an average football team. And, and well, that's the, looking back, these should have been red flags. They never said, like, oh, yeah, he's an offensive-minded coach. He's an, They said, no, nah, he's a program builder. Look what he did at Baylor. He, they, and, and – like cool, you can build a program when you get into rec- when you can fly across the country. Like you get and add all these people to your roster. Like that's not going to translate. Like you said, when you can only add seven people, and I think that's why they attack drafts so hard instead of like you know trying things. I mean, you look at the guys we had. No, they weren't. I mean, amazing, but there was still a, a you know a, ability there. Fa Obata. I mean, Fa Obata, Mario Addison. Look what they're doing in, in Buffalo right now. They're making it work. They're making impact. Mario Addison's on the starting lineup of what is a uh, one of the best defenses in the country right now, and and like it's just it's like you could have. There was things you. It seems like they didn't. I don't know if they lacked the ability or the 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 time. But it's not that guy. Those guys. It's just that when you have a guy that when when you when you tell me he's a program builder, look at what what look at the difference between college and NFL. In college, you have a. A recruiting class of at least twenty-five guys every year that you handpick, that you handpick yourself. You went out and got those guys. And in, in, in the NFL, you have uh, a, a minimum like you know seven draft picks. Maybe if you trade some away, but you may only bring in about six to six to eight guys that are new each year through via the draft. You you can't build a program like that. That's not that's, you, you can't do it. It's, it's a lot easier to do that with 25 guys per class that you pick. The program building in the NFL doesn't work because it, the NFL changes so rapidly. It's a quick, it's a very quick moving game. We've seen Cleveland go from being 0-16 just a few years ago to being a playoff team last year to possibly going back to being a fringe wildcard team this year. It, it, that's how quick the league changes. You don't have a bunch of time to build a roster up. Like you look at Tennessee, Tennessee flipped their situation around rather quickly. They went from being out the playoffs to AFC title game to to 
you know, to, to be in the playoffs consistently from each, from, from each year on, but it can very easily change and go back to, to the way it's been. It's not about the, I mean, you, you have to develop young guys. Yes. But program building isn't a thing in the NFL. But you can't develop the talent that you get. Like it ain't gonna matter if you. If you they're not gonna be able to learn on their own. It's not like college. They cannot just you know get by on their natural ability anymore. It, it's not gonna go. It, it's it's just not gonna hold. And it just it's like, I I just like I don't really know what rule does. I, I I question it week in and week out, and I see him, and I really don't know what he does. Brady, I know what he does. Brady's Ryan from the office. He'll give you this flashy speech. He'll give you all the, you know, razzle-dazzle. And then it, but when it comes time to actually implement it and actually give you something of substance, there, there's nothing. And, and that's a concern for me too. Like I, I mean, like the one, the two, I mean, the two point conversion play to tie the game or to go, you know, to take the lead was the best play I've seen him call the entirety of the season. The shovel pass to Tommy Tremble was the best play I've seen him call all season because it was unexpected. It was executed very well. It played to the strengths of that player and the line that you have. I need, I need to see more of that. And, and, and you cannot also wait until the last two minutes of the game to call a competent drive. It was the best drive we had all day. Even the one before that was also really good. You cannot wait until the very end of the game because right. without that blocked punt return, this game was not close. This game no. was a lot different. The tide changed completely, and that changed the mannerisms of the game. And it's just it's it's just concerning because you go to the Giants and like I, if we win, I'm gonna be like awesome, cool, every problem solved. No, it's the Giants. Like it's gonna be it's yes, we should have like we should have won this game. You, I, hey, hey, this is a team that we outbid Matt Rule for. Yeah, this is a team still ran in the front office. By David Gettleman. If you lose to a team that Gettleman is at a hand and putting together, I you will. But let's, hey, but let's remember this is the NFL where anything happens on. Oh, listen, would you think the Chargers would have gotten beaten that bad by the Ravens? Absolutely, absolutely not. Or that the Redskins would have. Excuse me, the football team would have held on with Kansas City for as long as they did. No, I mean yeah, I wouldn't say. Wouldn't say I, mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is. You know, are you gonna are you gonna let Daniel Jones beat you? I mean, you know, I mean, I just it, but here's the thing: it's possible because I mean, Jalen Hurts did, it, and I like Jalen Hurts, but dang, I mean, there's not that big of a gap between Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones. I don't know which I couldn't even tell you which one I think is actually better. You know, yeah. that, that's how close to that's how close the gap is between those two. And that's and that's the thing this week, honestly. Like we we given a lot of high praise to the defense, and I know they got kicked in the mouth against the Cowboys. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off. Like we need you. Like I will be okay if the offense can only score 14 points against the Giants. You should not be letting up more than 14 points. There's no one I'm seeing there that even like. I mean, I don't even know the status of Saquon, uh, Saquon right now. But if you, oh, he's, I, like, he's out. He, he's I, out. He, he, yeah, he's out. Okay, that's what I figured. Um, but I'm not like I'm not going to be content if Sterling Shepard is eviscerating. I don't care who's back there. If, if CJ's able to play, if Stefan's able to play, like. I need, I need to see some growth. Here, here's where we're at, though, in this season. And I'm not, you know, the biggest fan as you guys are. Um, and your heart and soul's in it. Do you really want to watch this game on Sunday? I mean. I don't. It's like, I actually, I'm actually going to probably make plans for Sunday. I'm not. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, to me, that's like going, wait, what? Like, I mean, like, I, I don't know. And and, and they just. You, you, and when you know we're talking about coaching and everything else too, at some point the players got to step up and go. Listen, whatever the coaching is, 
we got to step up and play football. We we got to get at it. And we got we got and, and at some point Sam Darnold's got to go, okay, I'm hearing footsteps, I'm seeing ghosts, I'm thinking about my days in New York. Stop. Go out there and play football. And if I'm Matt Rule yeah. or Joe Brady, I'm looking at him going, dude, just and allow him to do it. Allow him to do it. But like See, you said, how would you expect it? Because you've had all this time without CMC. They they've run the same vanilla offense. They've run the same plays. But see, I honestly think the vanilla offense. I mean, I, I think it's doing him a disservice. I understand what they're trying to do with vanilla offense. Well, don't give me, I didn't mean. I didn't mean. I didn't mean vanilla. Like you know, I'm getting. It's just. It's. It's the same. You see the same thing every week, and we're complaining mm-hmm. about the same thing every week. Not I know. That it's vanilla. It's just that. No, it is. No, it is. It absolutely okay. is. And here's my thought process, though, is because when I was watching Sam last week. He was in his head. He was absolutely in his head. He was holding on the ball way too long. And because uh, I know these guys are getting open at least. And then when the passes started getting dropped, he got more in his head. I, I started to understand a little bit why. Like, I think the kid gets skittish back there. And so as, as Brady, you need to go, okay, maybe they did need to simplify the offense for him to allow him. And, I mean, there's a point where you shouldn't coddle your quarterback. But the flip side of that is if you want your quarterback to stop thinking and getting his head, you tell him exactly what to do. You drop trick plays, they get the ball out of his hand as quick as possible. You make it more dinks and dunks. You start trying to get it 80 yards down the field. Hey, look, I've said this week in and week out. They finally played them this week, and so you finally start, you, you got to see You got to see on, on the Jets week. Why not put shots on We've the field? We've told y'all about this. Make the offense easier. Get the ball out of out of Sam's hands as quick as possible. You don't have time to, to let Ross develop down the field. We're seeing no. that now. Anything down the field that takes that takes more than three take three seconds or more is not gonna happen. Get you have the you you have the, you have the receivers that you can get the ball out of your hands quickly and make it work. You did it last year. I'm not understanding. There were here's, here's the crazy part. Joe Brady was a much better play caller last year than he than he's been this year. Teddy Bridgewater, for what it's worth. For at least, I can at least trust Teddy Bridgewater to get me to, to get me into the red zone. You know what I'm saying? And, and he won't and, do anything when he's there, but uh, he won't do anything once he's there. But at, but at least between from, from twenty to twenty, Teddy Bridgewater can can, can can engineer drives and move the ball down the field. Not saying that I want Teddy back, but it's just I don't understand. Like this, I remember we had this conversation a while ago, and it was about Sam and Teddy. And we asked the question like, you know. Which one's better? And I was like, you know, in all reality, it's, it's it's kind of a wash because while Teddy isn't great physically, I don't think Sam's there mentally, and I and I think his his, his decision making is so bad that I think it brings him back down to Teddy's level, even though he seems to have more potential. Teddy, on, on the other hand, I just, I know what he is at least. You know, what I'm saying I, I know what he can and what he can't do, and he won't be able to, to to overcome those things. But I mean, for for the majority of a game. He will put me in the right position to make the correct play. He just he just he, he just won't make the play, and neither, but neither quarterback seems to be able to make the play. So so at, at the end of the day, I mean, we just kind of move laterally instead of moving instead of moving up on the quarterback ladder. And some of this is on Sam, and I think you know the coach the coaching staff is definitely also obviously impactful. But I think Sam has he's walking a line. He's walking this paradigm that I know Jeff's not going to like the comparison, but he's walking. The Titans, the last two quarterbacks that the Titans have had. He's walking the line between Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill. Mariota had all the potential in the world. And yes, while coach, and he was able to make plays every so often. But as far as elevating talent goes, that wasn't his strongest suit. And there was a lot of issues where he did get a bit in his own head. 
And either whether it's forcing the play downfield, trying to be the hero, putting him, you know, taking two, like, and the line wasn't great for the Titans at that point either. They still had Derrick Henry, but the line wasn't that great at this time. And so it's the same thing with Sam. Like, you know, when he has time in the pocket, he's in his own head, not throwing it downfield. When he needs to be thrown downfield, he doesn't have time in the pocket. You don't have time to be that kind of wishy-washy. But he could also be Ryan Tannehill, where Tannehill's also, again, not – like, he's not going to fully elevate – but, I mean, like, again, I know, like – No, no, listen. He's also a weird quarterback. I, we listen, got, like, listen, let me just say it real quick. To me, Tannehill has regressed this year. I've I, not been hey, – listen. I was going to ask you about I, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I watched that game – no, no, listen. I watched that I, – I will tell you this over the last – Six weeks, I've sat there and said, "What? What do you? You got Julio? You got AJ? You know, you got a guy who's rushing? I think he's overexposed. And and like last night, his interception last night. I'm like, where are you throwing? Yeah, like I mean, you know, and 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 so uh, to me, you know, Tannehill, the the guys who like uh, the guys who have to think about it some, um, are the like I said, Ryan Ryan's regressed, and he better get his act together, or he's not going to lead that team." To where they need to be, um, but there is this sense of, you know, uh, the the the. I mean, even going with you know, even it's not even the same. I'm not going to put Mitch Trubisky in with freaking Sam Darnold. Maybe I could, but you know, Mitch Trubisky, it's it's all it it, it all gets up here. Now here's the difference yeah. between Teddy, and this is just me. I think Teddy knows he make mistakes or whatever, but he gonna let it fly. And I don't think, and he, and he, he's he's still gonna rip it. He don't give a damn. He's like, I'm gonna at least try to make a play, and when I go, I'm throwing. And at least it's that. Do you know what I'm getting at? It's it's that that mentality of you. Aaron Rodgers is a gun. He's a gunslinger. I don't think he has the best form. I don't think he has the best. But let me tell you what, he can go. Brett Favre. I mean, we Cam. I mean, when Cam let it fall, I Cam let it fly. You know what I'm getting at? So there's just what did all those quarterbacks have? A killer instincts, and I'm I'm not sure if Listen, Sam has that killer instinct. No, he, he's like your next door. He's like your twelve year old next door neighbor who doesn't want to piss the old guy off, like or something. You know what I'm getting? I mean, it's it's it, 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 it's, it's too delicate of a situation with 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 with, uh, with, with Sam. Man, it's just, it, it, everything has to go right, and that's where I was. I'm like, bro, dude, there is no way you could possibly play quarterback in this league if everything has to go correct. The right. the, the best guys have to be able to be able to create on their own. And if you ever want to be a team that's truly contending, you have to have a quarterback that can that at some point can go make a play. Like not, it can't always be given to you. Right. No, I mean, and, and that's and it just, I don't know. I I just I I I I just it's it's like to me, like I said, we're I think we're a good football team with good players. I just think that. There's no idea. It's all right. Which it's the Carolina. It's it's Carolina Panthers. It's just okay. Not, they're just the Carolina, right? It's just it's 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 Carolina, and you know, and it does get back to, you know, that the market and everything else. But it's just you've got to, and I don't even know right now if when you've got fans on the radio talking about listen, just get rid of CMC. Like I, I mean that that's that's where the conversation is gone. Is yes, like, they're, they're getting desperate. It's like we don't. It's it's, it's, well, it's not even that. It's, it, it, it's it's almost sorry. like all right, just whatever. Just it's like you don't even. Care. It's like okay, I don't, you know, all right, whatever. It's just at this point, you know, we understand that the one what's holding us back right now, what at least what it seems to be on the surface is the offense. It's clear. It's clearly the offense not being productive for 
for you know for these long periods of time throughout the course of games, and it keeps putting you in your, in, in these bonds where if you were if you were productive, if you could engineer a drop a, a, a touchdown drive in, in the third quarter, that you wouldn't be in these spots. And I think everybody's recognizing that. Hey, look, man, we got to do something to try to get some capital back to, to try to be able to go get offensive linemen. We traded for a bunch of defensive backs. That's not going to look great now. It's not going to look great now because it, your offensive line is so bad. Uh, even like even the, the Gilmore trade, like I remember when it happened. I was ha- and trust me, I'm still happy about the trade. But my first reaction was, I'm like, we 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 didn't have to. I wasn't like dying to go get Gilmore. I was more so like, if we got him, it'd be cool. But if we didn't, I'd be fine. We have other issues that we that that, that, we, that we need to fix. And so I didn't think getting Gilmore was gonna try, was gonna solve those. No, but, like, it's- but but let me let me let me say this too real quick. Um, and, and, and it was something that that Steve Smith talked about the other day too. Um. And, and, and at the end of the day, we talk about the offensive line, and they're not good. Okay, Seattle's offensive line is horrible. The Seahawks' offensive line is horrible. But they had a guy the other night, Alex Collins, who I'd never even heard of, who ran for 102 yards against um, who they play? Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh against Pittsburgh. Okay, you're, you're talking. Listen, at the end of the day, if you can't find five guys on the offensive line who can run, who, that's their bread and butter. Is run, run the ball, and uh, you know Hubbard should be able to get behind these guys, run the damn ball, and, and stop for a minute, give Sam a break or whatever. But like, offensive line love to block, and if you've got look at how many running backs will come out and have these stellar games behind subpar offensive lines. But see, like, and it's that's scheming. I still think it's scheming. It could be scheming very well, but like you can have a good running offensive line, but still not have a good pass blocking offensive line. I think that's the problem with the our offensive lines. I mean. He was getting serviceable runs. He was picking up some chunks. I mean, you should be able to run a bit more. You know, obviously, unless you're Derrick Henry, you know, you're not going to be able to run that far. But also, the playing, the passing offense is supposed to elevate your running attack. It's supposed to allow you to do the playoff and play actions and keeping the defenders on their toes. Defenders were still sitting on routes. The Vikings defenders were still sitting. If Kendricks should have had that interception in the end zone, Kendricks was a, a sure step away from that being done. And because he knew where to be, he knew exactly where that route was going to be. He knew it was going to be something over the middle in the red zone. I, I'll, I get it. albeit it's a bit harder to scheme in the red zone, but either way, like they still knew where the plays were coming from. Yeah, man. It, 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 I mean, there, there's a lack of progression from Sam Dollar just being a being a basic level quarterback. There are certain things that even with a bad offensive line, look, you got to grow up. Go 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 through progressions. I haven't seen him go. I mean, for as much hell as Cam call about not reading defense. Good Lord, I've watched Sam stare down this guy for 10 seconds and, and throw it. He'll still, he'll still throw it in there. I mean, bro, it's it's the, the lack of progression of just, just at the basic level of him just being an NFL quarterback is just so it's been so bad. And he's in year four. You can't, and we said we said it during the preseason, we said it during training camp. You can't hide him. You can't. We talked about. I talked about at one point PJ Walker being the best quarterback on the roster because at least PJ looked like. And, and I've had people in my DMs. I've had people in my DMs be like, "Maybe we give PJ a chance at this point." May hey, look if if it, if it keeps going like this, there's no. The only reason why you don't is because you do have to bring Sam back next year because you pick up a fifth year option, and so you can't keep trading off guys and letting guys go because you're still paying you, you're still paying Denver's quarterback salary right now. So you 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 really they're they're in such a cut they're in such a bad situation hmm. because of what I I can't even say what what I really want to say is because you know you trade off Teddy 
I said, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. If you would have kept Teddy, I actually would have been okay with it because you made a financial commitment to Teddy that I knew you you were gonna still have to keep either way it went. So you might as well ride out. You you might well ride out with him for 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 another year. Now you got Sam. Okay, the Sam move only is only a good move if it works. It ain't a good move if I'm if I'm paying Teddy Bridgewater money to still play quarterback in, in, a, in another state, and I'm paying this guy to stink up to stink up the joint for my team, and you still don't have a quarterback now. Two years, you still don't have a quarterback. Well, listen, Terry Bradshaw thinks that Sam Darnold is the future. Uh, you know, championship drive quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, says, hey, man, man. Talk to Terry lately. Which, I'm not, listen, the TV guys nowadays, TV guys need to get it right. Get his old ass off the TV. That's what well, we got to start with. We, we got to quit. We got to quit letting these guys. We got to quit letting guys who, who. Well, hey, no, listen. You know where I'm going. Let, let me just, let me do it. Chris Broussard, who I don't even know. What, is he an NBA guy or whatever? Come on, when you said that when you said the Buffalo play didn't work because they didn't have their all pro left tackle Taylor Lewan, who was out for an injury. You are on you are on network TV and you don't know who plays for who team. He should be fired. No, I mean, it, I, you know, I just and then like Steve Levy called Ryan Tannehill. Um, no, he called Josh Allen Ryan Tannehill last night twice. Yeah, Man, I, who is that money? Is that a new Monday Night Crew? I know yeah. I like. Put, Man, yes. put the Manning brothers back on. I don't want to. I don't want to see these. I don't know who these but either way, are. But, either, but you're right, Chantis. I mean, the gist is. I, listen to me right now. I mean, I just. Uh, I, you're I damned, like, you're damned if you don't right now. But Pete, listen. Do something. You got you that you you're at a point of the season right now where if you go out and lose to the Giants this week, this fan base will burn this city to the ground. It'll be done. It, it'll be done. There'll be people selling tickets left and right. And that stadium won't have half capacity. And all those new luxury suites you put in the bottom level are going to be Gone. empty. Gone. Yeah. Well, Minnesota. Well, well, Minnesota. I'm about like, to say, or fill with somebody else's fans, you know. Yeah, right. That's what, that's what we got them for. No, I know. Anyways. It's just, it's just like, now I don't care. There's not a sense of urgency now for me to make, to be successful. There's a sense of urgency to not be mediocre. Be competent. Pull yourself out of it's the things. All, be competent. Bro, I'm telling you, Panthers fans are not asking for much. I, I, I'm seeing, I, we're, we're seeing, what, we're, we're seeing what, what, what we're asking for. We're not asking to be a playoff team. We're not asking to be a Super Bowl contender. We're just asking that. Damn, can we at least know what we? Can we at least know we can? can we can be competent, bro. That's the. That's all we're asking for right now. Like I'm not like like we should have to ask you to win the games you're supposed to win. I don't get you. You you can lose the you can lose to Dallas. You can lose to Dallas, you can lose to Arizona, you can lose to Tampa Bay twice a year. That's win the games that you're supposed to win. Vikings, that was a toss-up. Eagles should have won that game. Giants should win that game. You should be four and two right now. That, 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 that's the gist of you should be four and two, and the season would look a lot different if you were four and two. Yep. We, just, I mean, just, the crazy part worked. is we lost, we're still in the seventh spot. Yeah, but it, it feels like we it, it feels like we it, it, it feels like we it feels so much different, you know. It, it, it just, it, it's a scene that's lost its way. We, I mean, it's, you're going on a month of not winning a football game, and this team looks lost. It looks dead in the water. It, I, I, I mean, unless you, you, you better find a way to beat New York this this upcoming week. And, and I can't, I can't necessarily say I, I'm gonna be a you're a surefire pick to win it. Even though, I mean, I will go on the limb and say you should. You, we're, we're gonna win that game. Don't know how. Don't know how you muster that one up. But I'll, but I'll pick them to win that one. Um, and hopefully, 
they're gonna they're gonna do this there they're just gonna keep going until the season ends they're gonna go all right three on three off three on three off until i don't know the math i don't know the math of what that would put us at but Uh, we got three on we went six we'd be at six and three three off be six and six nine and six that's not 15. We'd 15. be nine and eight. It'd be nine and eight. Shit. I'll take it. At that point, I'll take it. Nine hey, and eight. Get to get to four and three first. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see this being, let me be honest with you, I could see this being like a 13-10 game. Oh, it will be. It will. Oh, absolutely it will be. I, I just I, I could see it being a 13-10, you know, 14-11. Like I get just some weird Gonzalez will hit like a 25 yarder to win the game. Like, all right. 12. If they lose to the Giants, you're going to start the, – the conversation is going to turn into how hot is the hot seat for Matt Rule. That's all I'm telling you. Is the, I mean, do people not remember how hot the hot seat was for, for Ronnie? I remember people wanted Ron Fyde in year two. They went from 2-14 and 14 to 6-10 and 10 to 7-9, and nine, and people wanted Ron out of here. Well, yep. I, and I'm he just saying, they, he went They went – he went 1-3 and three his first four weeks of that 24 – what, 2013, 2014? Mm-hmm. Whichever yep. season – and he turned, but that's where like Ron was. Ron had, I mean, for all the things that Ron did still lack, he had a, a, at least a staff around him, and in him, he and himself clearly has the the spirit of a fighter. Rule doesn't have the spirit of the fighter, and no one on the team, in my mind, has a killer instinct. He had a staff with NFL experience. He had a staff with NFL experience, and he had an identity. We're gonna well, do, we're gonna win. We're gonna kick you in the mouth on defense, and Cam. We're gonna let Cam be Cam. What kept him around was Riverboat Ron. People loved Riverboat Ron. I mean, that's just what it was. And 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 he and he had a staff, and you knew what you were getting. And and now it's just like, eh, all right. Now we know. get faulty engine motorboat Matt. It's yeah. PBS television, what we're getting. Like <laughs> I'm just it Masterpiece is. Theater. It's like, should we have a British guy announcing? I mean, it's like right, listen, the question is now becoming do I want to watch golf to go to sleep on a Sunday afternoon? Or Panthers. Or do I want to watch the Panthers Giants? <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> I, I just, I'm not it's, I'm awesome. not it's a bunch of a toss-up as the Panthers-Giants game actually is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. But until then, if you're watching, <laughs> keep pounding.